I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. I'm Ryan Tittyfuck Sizemore. Oh, he's changed his name this week, folks. Well, this is a podcast about movies, about TV shows, about video games. Ryan, a.k.a. Clit Harrington, a.k.a. Brian, how's your uh, how's your past AKA fortnight titty been? Dog. <laughs> titty fuck. <laughs> That's what you've been up to the last two weeks? Um, titty fucking? No. <laughs> I have no relations months or months deep. I'm over here in the desert. You know. I'm parched. Ryan, <laughs> what what if I told you? <laughs> what if I told you that I can get that butt pussy? I, Is that what you're about to tell me? That bussy? No, I was actually I was gonna ask you a question. Okay. If a if a cowboy rode oh, into town on Friday and stayed for three nights, and he left on front. God damn it! <laughs> I lost the page. <laughs> oh, you were cheating. You were looking yeah, it up earlier. Of a bitch. So we went over this before we started recording, and Jake was like, "The horse's name is Friday." <laughs> we'll, back, we'll back it up even further because you told me that you were giving a job interview today. I went in to close the deal and basically when I went in to close the deal I just thrilled the hell out of this person and uh, yeah I I think I scared the shit out of him this is my first time so you know whatever but the the preface to this story is that your manager basically asked you to go in there after telling you that we're not going to we're not going to hire this person and you took it she didn't tell me that initially she oh okay she was like, do you know why I invited you in here to ask questions? You're like, the, allegation, the allegations are not true. <laughs> I never met this person before. <laughs> You're like, all right, we'll circle back on that later. Not why I asked you here, but... Uh... <laughs> not that this has anything to do with anything, but... The allegations? <laughs> Um, anyways, um, I was like, yeah, you should have just hit her with a bunch of riddles. And, uh, I had the, the illusion that I was remembered all these off the top of my head. It's not true. I'm on the current, um, I'm on good housekeeping because it was the first thing that came up on Google and it's 85 best riddles for adults parentheses with answers. <laughs> Your favorite non-porno magazine to masturbate to. Good housekeeping. friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sure did. <laughs> Anyways, yes. 
to go in t- with uh, one of the topics we'll be talking about later in today's uh, episode, <clears throat> a cowboy rode into town on Friday and he stayed for three nights and rode out on Friday. How is this possible? Well, we've already spoiled it. I already horse's said. name is horse's name is Friday. Yeah, did we? I couldn't remember if we did or if we actually talked over each other, and I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> no, no, I said it. But now people will know the riddles, so they will be able to tell it to their uh, family and friends, or tell us that you know we have trash takes or trash, you know, comments. <laughs> you know what? D's nuts. That's my D's response. Nuts. It's nuts. We'll, 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 before we go into the news, we'll we'll go with one more riddle. Why is Europe like a frying pan? I don't know. Because it has grease at the bottom. <laughs> Anyways. These I'm are dad my... jokes. I know. They basically are. <laughs> oh, the, here's scrolling down. There's a math problem. One with a fucking zookeeper. You know, oh, this yeah. Is, this is the equivalent of cutting out uh, whenever you're like, hey, you want to see my pride and joy? And you cut out um, magazine articles for like Pride and Joy uh, detergent or you know whatever it is. It's not bad. Yeah, it's total dad joke, man. Total dad joke. What can you hold in your right hand but never in your left hand? Oh, a small peepee. Hmm. Good answer, but the good <laughs> housekeeping good housekeeping is saying your left hand. Oh well, damn. Boo. Anyways, yeah. I'm closing this tab, and I will never open it ever again. Meanwhile, he has favorited it. <laughs> he has closed the tab, but he will be sure to get back on there as soon as possible. Anyways, I want you guys to like and subscribe to my new podcast called Eighty Five Riddles with Answers. How to live me. like an old man in a young man's body. <laughs> <laughs> just be telling <laughs> telling dad jokes i can't wait can't wait to share can't wait to share that with all five of you um all <laughs> right five subscribers yeah you think you will at least get five well me <laughs> and my four burner accounts yeah <laughs> hell yeah and then your mom which no. I see you made stuff with your mom. You made pretzels with your mom. <laughs> yeah, she asked me to help her put M and M's on uh, some pretzel rods, and uh, when I got I, all the ones that were like broken, I brought home with me. And Olivia's like, "Do you make these? Because they got to look like shit." <laughs> I was like, "I did actually. I was but very they proud. Them. They taste the same, but they looked bad." <laughs> I can eat a whole rod in one bite. <laughs> fucking love love some shit dipped in some white melted white chocolate love I didn't it. know where the sentence was going I was a little frightened never be frightened um, anyways Ryan we must we, we have so much stuff to talk about this week so Watch much stuff 30 minute episode calling it yep <laughs> we are gonna race through this <laughs> to keep oh. everyone to keep everyone's attention span locked and loaded by wasting your time at the start, and then we're going to waste your time with some more news. Um, <laughs> Destroy, Destroy All Humans Studio has been announced as the developer of the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Last Ronin game. 
That's right. It's you boys at THQ Nordic. They announced their, Actually, their digital shortcase showcase isn't, 2023. Isn't it Black Forest? THQ Nordic is what is is what the IGN is telling me. Oh, uh, okay. Well, Black Forest like did it. Sure, it was Black mm. Forest. I don't have right, the article. Well, we'll agree um, to this. Somebody is doing a new Ninja Turtles game. <laughs> <laughs> Which is gonna be like God of War, so that'll be interesting and it'll probably take like three years or four years to make. Um that'll be fun. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna need you to write to send some death threats to IGN demanding that they correct this article. <laughs> yep. I send, I'm gonna call in a bomb threat right now. <laughs> I hope they're there. <laughs> um, there's a Bruce Lee anime series that's just been announced called The House of Lee, which is set to debut in 2024. God, it's like we're living in the future, man. You remember when 2024 seemed like, you know, years and years away, and now it's like 2024? Yeah, in the Terminators um, timeline, didn't Skynet blow up the world or take over the world in like 1986? Or something like that. Um, didn't he go back to 1986? Because mm, I think maybe. that's when the first Terminator movie came out. But they're from the year like 2020, right? I don't know. Never mm. asked any questions. Ah, well, that's that's on me. But it's good to know that that's the only bad thing that happened in the year 2020, and no one could have predicted anything different happened happening. Yeah, yeah, like coronavirus or like the what? Coronavirus or people becoming suicidal because they're staying home or just complete alcoholics. Um, I would consider myself an alcoholic during that time. But anyways, enough about Ryan's Thursday. <laughs> no, it's Friday. That was the name of the horse. It's Friday. Uh, it's Friday. This is the whole goddamn it. <laughs> oh, anyways. Bitch. This actually sounds pretty sick. Um, I was just going to say, it's favorited under my what I should watch next in Max, but no, I haven't watched it yet. I put it on there two weeks ago, but you now know, I don't have to because he's going to be in an anime series. Yeah, you can probably cut out everything. Um, have you ever seen like Enter the Dragon? I feel like that's the big one. It's that's like the one I've got. That's the one I've got favorited. Um, yeah, I, I did. I had a bit of a I had a bit of a samurai movie marathon when I had the um, house to myself for a couple nights. So I was Isn't going back like, and watching some classics. It's like the best. Like whenever, so now I have a baby, so it makes it harder to do it. But whenever Megan would go away for a conference or whatever, yeah, I would watch like some of the dumbest shit, like drink wine and eat pizza. I mean, I was living the high life. I forget what trash movie I watched, but I remember it was terrible and I spent like five bucks on it. And we talked about it on this podcast. Um, but yeah, I enjoy just watching like crazy, stupid movies that you can't watch with regular people. <clears throat> with regular. Watching. Yeah, I was I was relieving my days in uh, in film school. But yeah, this was these were a couple that I hadn't had seen yet. But I had I had the best fucking time, man. I I ordered a. <laughs> big dinner box from Pizza Hut. Shit costs like fifty dollars. I had, a shit. I had five meals. I got out of that. There was so much food. <laughs> I had five different meals I could make out of that. 
and yeah, yeah it was I did, uh, yeah I, it was like three pizzas and wings and breadsticks um and yeah <laughs> did did an edible sitting here watching a kurosawa movie and once it kicked in i was like i realized i hadn't been looking at the tv because if there was i hadn't been reading the subtitles and i was like oh shit <laughs> they're speaking oh, japanese <laughs> no wonder i haven't been able to follow what's going on because i forgot to read the subtitles <laughs> oh, God, yeah that's when you notice like halfway through and you're like Wait, what? You just noticed you've been completely zoned out for the last 15 minutes. Yeah, so you were pretty much living like Macaulay Culkin in uh, Home Alone, whenever he's just kind of like eating pizza and just like mm-hmm. living eating this ice, life. Eating ice cream. Eating <laughs> Jumping ass. on the bed. I had some burglars that were trying to get in, so I had I had to put my cutout of Michael Jordan on a train set and have him... <laughs> Go back and forth in front of the windows. You won't get me. That would be yeah. hilarious. You as a grown man doing that. I would pay good <laughs> money to see you do that. Setting booby traps in my house, forgetting that they were there and you know, stepping on <laughs> spikes and getting stuck to the step. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Hey, the side effects are paranoia. And let me just tell you that I was I thought the wet bandits were after me. Oh god. Joe Pesci was gonna try to jump through my window. <laughs> the fuck is this up. piece of shit? You're just hiding your attic the whole time with like BB gun. <laughs> Hell yeah! My brother's tarantula is just on the loose. But meanwhile, it's just a piece of paper in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> complaining about all the magazines that got naked people in them. When did they do that in Home Alone? And when he goes through, um, what's his? When he goes through Spikes, like he's got like Playboys in his room, and Kevin's just like, "Oh, it's just a magazine with naked people in it." Yeah, it's all bush. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it was the nineties, so yeah, I think so. Probably, yeah. I think you could probably count on a fair amount of pubes. Speaking of bush, Jake. Do you know where I'm going with this comment? The 43rd president? (laughs) I sent you a message, and I was like, what time do you want to uh, podcast tonight? And you were like, no response. And then like an hour later, you're like, oh, sorry, man. I was shaving. And then I got really excited because I was like, oh, my God, you haven't shaved your beard in forever. And then, like, 30 minutes pass, and then I just get a text that says, These nuts. Yeah. <laughs> what are you shaving? These nuts. <laughs> which is uh, which is a true story. I did shave my... I did shave my <laughs> <Deez nuts>. <laughs> I did shave these nuts a few, few hours ago. It looks like a naked hamster. A naked hamster now. I'm really proud of my handiwork. There's nothing like changing to a new razor and just really going to town and it, and after a, a long, long time. I'm really trying to get sponsored by Manscaped and attract that, that Manscaped advertising money for the podcast. You know, I don't know how well that will work because it mm-hmm. looks like a naked hamster holding a, a beanie weenie. I don't know what yours looks like, but mine looks like... Um... I don't know. I'm tired of this. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> I win. Yes. <laughs> oh, Ryan, 
do you want to talk about haunted mansion now? Because it, you've looks like you've got some. We have. Uh, there's a few more news things, but the, one of the things you posted were that critics are really going in on haunted mansion, and I wanted to give you a chance to um, wanted to give you a chance to defend its honor. But we can oh. we can save that till later, till you're ready yeah. to talk about it. Yeah, don't break the mold, baby. Um, you watched uh, Dirty Work with Nora McDonald. I did. Um, that is a 90s movie. It's not PC at all, but hilarious. I wish there was more movies like this in the world because it's just absolutely stupid. There won't be too many more because I've got some bad news about Norm MacDonald. Well, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, it, it, the movie was, like, stupid hilarious. It was basically these two guys who were trying to save their dad to pay for his medical bills and basically they have to do like dirty work and dirty work in this sense is like revenge jobs that people hire them to do um, so he had to, like a hitman um no not that dirty just like in one scene there was some girl that norm mcdonald really liked and um where she worked her boss was an asshole and he was at a used car place that's where he worked and then he was shooting a live commercial and Norm MacDonald walks up there and all the trunks of these cars start opening up while they're doing this live interview. And it's got a bunch of prostitutes and Norm MacDonald stand up there. He's like, what's with all these dead prostitutes? They're everywhere. And the guy was like trying to close them. It was hilarious. You had to be there. Um, wow. There was one wherever they talked. <laughs> Nothing he's like, funnier than that. <laughs> There's a part wherever he's a kid and they were like, um, I guess it was like the 70s whenever he's a kid. And he was like, yeah, you used to have to watch out for the crossing guard because he would like grab little kids' asses and like and, <laughs> oh, and put super glue on his ass. And he's the guy's arm hand gets stuck to the kid's ass. And the kid's like, he's grabbing my ass. Oh, my God, this guy's grabbing my ass. And I was like, that is so shockingly funny. I didn't see that coming because the world we live in now, that is absolutely hilarious. It's yeah. not PC, but hilarious. Yeah, but I really I can, enjoyed that movie. I can see why they don't have more movies about child abuse, but you're right. I could. In certain contexts, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I, 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 get what, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just like little funny bits. Like there's a scene where they're talking on the roof and they're having like this real comment and then you hear somebody below and they're like, Hey! I'm coming up there to beat your ass! And then Norm MacDonald looks down and the dude's been peeing the whole time. <laughs> and uh, then the guy he's talking to and then the guy who got peed on comes up there and his face is like fucking drenched. I, I don't know. It's just random, stupid hilariousness that I enjoy so thoroughly. Um, I can tell by your reaction this will probably not be a movie that you would enjoy, uh, but it's like one of those like two o'clock in the morning Comedy Central movies. Hey, I'm I, not here to judge about who doesn't or doesn't want to be peed on. Not my. Yeah, not don't my... kink shame. Don't kink <laughs> <No>. shame. <laughs> um, maybe some people that should be shamed: the fucking Blindside family. <laughs> well, I don't even know what to believe, man. <laughs> um, this is a story that kind of has been developing for like the last like week or so, but um, 
basically the long and short of it is that Michael Orr, who's now retired from the uh, from the NFL, <clears throat> basically instead of he signed some legal documents that the the family that supposedly adopted him <laughs> and it was actually putting him in some sort of conservatorship to basically sell his story, sell his likeness, make money off of him, you know, real kinds of bullshit kind of stuff that you'd expect some rich white folk to really take advantage of somebody of and god damn it if this isn't like just about as predictable as you could <laughs> imagine um really big i mean it's a the movie itself is great the problem is <laughs> it uh doesn't appear to have been based on actual events anymore i don't know like he had the biggest like soapbox to like stand on and say it's not true but he went along with it and then even during his football career granted I know you don't want to make any distractions for your team and stuff, so maybe you keep that hush-hush. But, I mean, he's been retired for a while. Why is this coming out now? And why is it news if it's coming out now? I mean, yeah, they took advantage of him, but also, I mean, why wouldn't you say something sooner? And then he's made a shit ton of money because of it. I don't know. It just seems like weird timing and just... I don't know. Just It's just all strange, right? Yeah, we won't get into the the legal bits of this, but I feel like w this is going to be a story that's going to continue to uh, develop. <laughs> I don't think we've necessarily heard the uh, the last of the last of this. So we'll Do we'll you... come back when there's a little more information about it. But um... yeah, I just don't feel like this story is going to be like as gripping as maybe like other stories. Just because I feel like it worked out for both parties in a way. You know, like, yeah. he went off and had his NFL career and stuff like that, and he was successful in doing that and achieving stuff. And I don't know how much money he made over that time period, but, you know, it, you make decent money playing in the NFL. And then this family obviously made money off him, like, kind of and screwing so his career. So, yeah. I don't know what... To, the timing and everything just seems weird. And that's that's fair enough. I mean, it's it's always the kind of thing. It's like, well, why are you talking about this now? Everyone's got their own reasons. And, it, you know, just because you don't immediately say something. It's a difficult kind of situation to be put in. It's like, well. Why, why do you come out and say this now? Maybe I, don't, like I don't actually about it. Like, has it been 10 yeah. years since the blind side came out? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it um I would there's got to be some legal reason about why he does feel the need to speak up about this now. Um so we'll see like I said. Um but it certainly it it's a it's a bummer that you know something that's such a feel good story like that and it's it is a good movie. Um but it, it always kind of felt like one of those stories it was potentially maybe too good to be true and this sounds it sounds pretty accurate to be honest but like i said we'll we'll keep an eye on it cuz i'm sure we haven't heard the the last of this just yet <clears throat> um king of the hill voice actor johnny hardwick who you might remember as a voice of dale gribble 
apparently he did do some um sessions in the booth so some of the episodes of the king of the hill reboot he is going to feature on so it's unclear right now if hulu is going to recast um recast him but it is set to come out sometime next year so we'll we'll see how that goes but yeah it, again we talked about it last week very sad that he's gone that's tail i think he's probably our favorite character from king of the hill he's yeah, mine at least Andish. yeah yeah Ta-ta! so it's um yeah it's a bummer it's just, it's sad but it is it is good news at least that he was still involved somehow. I don't know what all that's going to necessarily entail. It just says a couple of episodes. So we don't we don't know how many lines, you know, he's in how, you know, how much his character is in, in going to be involved, especially, you know, in those first few episodes, but it certainly doesn't seem like the, it seems like they were very early on in this and his passing has taken them by surprise. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they were currently in production with this and maybe even have, have had to stop because of the writer's strike and the, the actor's strike uh, as well. So, I think voice actors are different. They might be. I know that um, I do know that voice actors are often in a different, um, different guild, especially because you hear about this a lot in relation to like video games and stuff too. And so, but they've also had their own issues with, you know, various, you know, the animated industry and the gaming industry because they're often underpaid and kind of overworked and don't really receive maybe as much money as they should either for some of the work that they do. So we'll, yeah, but still it's a sad story all around. It's, that is, that's a huge, that's a huge bummer. Yeah, I, it, it some things to take away from this, uh, King in the Hill is definitely in production and they have at least some episodes down so we know that that is probably something that's going to show up next year um my question would be how are they going to write the character out or are they going to continue i think i don't know you have the character how would you write them out and i don't know there's a lot of things to juggle do you get a new person to be the voice actor i mean does that kind of take away from, like, detract from him being on the show all those years? Like, the actual voice actor? Like, what's the more moral there? Like, what do you do morally it's speaking? It's something that would make you feel really strange. Because you're hiring someone to basically do, like, a Dale Gribble impersonation. And it's like, is this respectful? Because this is someone that's died, and now you're getting hired to basically do your best impression of them <laughs> for money. I would feel weird about that, but at the same time, maybe he would, that's something he would have wanted, you know, just because he's not there. He'd be like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to judge, especially when the, the people are not here anymore to what would they want? Would they, you know, what, what would they consider respectful? What would they have a problem with? Would they want you to keep going? Would they want you to just, recast and keep making the show i I don't know it, it's different moral questions and different yeah depending on how you interpret them it can make you feel like a little weird about it yeah but you know thinking about it kermit the frog's been replaced and that character's been around forever um 
One of our news stories is the guy who does Mario's voice has been replaced, and we're not talking about Chris Pratt, uh, or <laughs> he's retired. What about yeah. Batman and the Joker in the animated series? Like, yeah. So I mean, it has been done. No, I, I really do like King of the Hill, and I think it's iconic. But I don't think it's up there with like, you know, Kermit the Frog or Elmo or Mickey Mouse or you know whoever else. So I yeah. think. I don't know. It's very strange. I, yeah, I would agree. That's probably going to be how they think. What do they think he would want? But also, then you got the family involved, and they may be like, "Oh, well, we think that's you know terrible to go on and do that." And that's like, or the family might be getting money from it. So <laughs> there's there's that. We don't we don't know the details of it, but we know that there's different ways that this is handled when, especially when. There's an actor that dies during the production of something, which happens sometimes. And he's yeah. Ledger. Mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher died in the middle of the uh, the last Star Wars trilogy. So, and they handled it in strange sort of way. <laughs> um, but did did the best they could, I guess. So yeah, I don't know. There's there's always different ways of doing it, and it's a it's it's an uncomfortable conversation to have. But it's ultimately something that I think you'd have to. Yeah, it, it's ultimately it kind of comes down to what the family or their estate would deem appropriate or what they what they can do. So I don't, I don't know. We'll we'll see. But either way, I still am looking forward to that King of the Hill reboot whenever it does come out, and however they do choose to to handle it. Thing. Also, there's a Frasier reboot that's coming out in October. Oh, so no one cares, but I do. And well, nobody probably listens to us cares. Um, there's a whole bunch of people who would care though. But I maybe, so, maybe not. <laughs> so psyched. Um, Roger. Probably... Nope, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was gonna. I was just saying that it probably won't be as good. Ah, gotcha. Um. Broadcast and cable viewership has fallen below 50% of TV viewership for the first time ever. So, it was streaming. Yep. This is not the much, view. Not much to say about that, really. I mean, I haven't had cable in six years and I haven't fucking missed it. <laughs> you know, I'm actually surprised that it's just down to like 50% or below 50% because I thought A it would be lot. way there already. There's a lot of old people out there, Ryan, and they're not <laughs> I guess. playing around with your newfangled fire TV sticks. Yeah, they only have like <laughs> 20 fucking remotes. And they have to always ask you how to turn the TV on and the cable box <laughs> and how to reboot the Wi-Fi. Oh, God. Also, yeah. what is the Wi-Fi? What's <laughs> the password? Like, how do you not know what the password is? This is your the password you created. It's always Maybe. like written on, it's taped on the underside of the modem. Yeah. Yeah, I think my parents do that. My dad has it written down somewhere. And I'm just like, oh, God. And then he can't remember it. He's like, I don't know what password it is. I'm like, dude, you should know this. This is your password. <laughs> it's very annoying. I work in IT. I, yeah, it's the IT person of you coming out where you're like, God damn, how the fuck do you not? 
<laughs> yeah. I'm gonna lose my shit. Ryan, are you about to lose your shit over the Jack and Daxter movie casting development? So Mike, so there's Tom Holland said he would be very interested to do that. And now they're saying Chris Pratt. So we're looking at Tom Holland being Jack and Daxter being Chris Pratt. But so this would be their second movie together if this does come to fruition. Um, and so I wonder if they're going for the trilogy because their first one was that Disney movie Onward, which was mm-hmm. not that great. Um, know how I feel about this. I mean, Daxter's voice is pretty iconic, so oh, how why would why? But Chris Pratt's probably really hot right now because of the Mario movie. So I mean it is possible. But they haven't done anything with Jack and Dexter in so long and now it's like, oh we're gonna do a movie. But they did that with Ratchet and Clank. I don't know. My emotions are all over the place. I hope that I it leads to a new game. Yeah. Tie in with this, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool, but I mean, would it do it justice? Probably not. But surely to God, why would you put out this movie if there were no plans to make more of these games? <laughs> yeah, because Jack and or, uh, Ratchet and Clank had some games come out um, after that, but they never stopped making those games. Yeah, but I it seems like an insane choice to make this if there were not something gaming happening after this or maybe even before it that we don't know about that would just that would be that would be so weird <laughs> well one of the main creators for jack and the deck and daxter like said he loved him loved those characters like his own children and said he had no involvement on any movie that's being made so he could neither confirm nor deny mm. so i mean that know. this is like if they were like you know what we're movie we're gonna make pong <laughs> And are we going to make any more Pong games? Fuck no. We're just making a Pong movie. Well, I mean, that happens, right? People are very high on how products were made. Now, we've seen the Cheeto movie. There was Air. There's been other ones that I can't think of right now, but I know those aren't the only two. I guess we did just watch Tetris a few months ago. (laughs) Yeah, Tetris, yeah. So there's like... But they they still make new Tetris, like... There's Tetris VR, Tetris Effect. Like, there's they still it's crank the them same out. Game they recycled it. Yeah, it's the same game, but <laughs> I don't know. That this seems like it does. I hope. I hope for you that there's new new that there's new gaming news on the horizon for this because I don't know why you'd make this movie if you weren't. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that one time that you lied to me. Told this me was. Probably the biggest fracture in our relationship was when I <laughs> messed this up. <laughs> it's a new game. I was like, oh my god, they're releasing. I'm totally going to get the new next-gen console. Hey, I searched whoops. for like 30, 40 minutes, and I was like, I don't see anything. Why would this not be something they list? Yeah. My bad. <laughs> I was like, you're dead to me. Um... They're making a Nerf movie too for some fucking reason. <laughs> a what movie? Nerf. Like the guns that shoot the little darts. God, there we go. Another product movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there's going to be a Little Nightmares 3 coming out next year. Yeah, so... which we played the second one. 
and we both were like, yeah, that's, yep. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of it, to be honest. It'll probably be a skit from me. Um, same for this next thing, the new PS5 handheld, which is going to be called the PlayStation Portal. Coming yeah. later this year. <laughs> Again, it's August, and they still have not said when exactly and it's going oh, to cost two hundred dollars it's going to be out before black friday or right at black yeah. friday exactly so why not just say yeah it's coming in the second week of november when every fucking new thing comes out like why well, maybe they don't <laughs> know the exact date and they're just like there's a calendar <laughs> but a maybe calendar. be like november 12th I mean, maybe they're gun shy to give like a exact date because a lot of things get pushed back, you know. It's August. <laughs> I don't know. I am just falling here. <laughs> I'm just trying to give some reasoning of what could be. <laughs> I appreciate you playing devil's advocate. This is a lot cheaper than I was expecting it to be. I was expecting it to cost like three over three hundred dollars, and it would not be worth it for what it is. That's actually, it's fine. It's only meant to stream PS5 games if you have a PS5. So it's not a standalone console. You cannot buy standalone games for it. Um, so <laughs> if you've got a phone and you've got a little controller, you've basically already got this thing. Um <sighs> But it it is kind of cool that it's a full size PlayStation controller. At the same time, it's it's limited. This is a luxury thing. If you want to play PS Five stuff in bed and you don't already have like a, a backbone controller for your phone, eh, I mean it's it's kind of it's kind of a cool thing. But I am definitely going to buy it because I have no self control. <laughs> Are you going to buy it? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought that was going to be like a no for you. I was like, okay. Um, get like a Steam Deck. Yeah, I mean, that's four to $700. Yeah. But it's a much more capable sort of thing. But I don't think you can officially do remote play from that. So, sure. yeah, and I don't know. The docking station of any sort is this going to take the place like you know how switches or is it just strictly handheld strictly handheld and it only works if you all already have a ps5 that is crazy There's some, um... <laughs> and it's pro and i'm going to give a spoiler it's probably only going to work really well if you're in the same house as your ps5 is so that's further going to limit its usefulness like that's I kind said, of bullshit if that's the case. I, there's no way that's the case because people want to take that on the go. Yeah, pe people will, but I, I'm just the re remote play experience that I've had, it's I've tried it away from home and it was not any good. <laughs> so that's why I don't even bother trying to remote into my PS5 when I'm not here. <laughs> well, it's almost like counterintuitive because, I mean, handheld just gives you the assumption that you could take it on the go. Yeah. These are, these are two use cases I can think of right now where people will use this. <laughs> One, if you're in bed. <laughs> two, if you're uh, Yep. Oh, well, there's a third one. Uh, the, oh. the, other, the other one I was going to say is if you're, you know, you only have one TV and your PS5 is plugged into it and you have, you know, a partner that wants to watch something else on TV, 
then you can still be gaming and sitting on the couch while someone else is watching something else on TV. <laughs> like, I'm going to go poop. Like, no, you're not. Go- you're going to play PlayStation. <laughs> you're going to be using the haptic feedback on the PlayStation portal. You're running down the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Anyways, that's all the news. And I said we had a few bits and it took 40 minutes. So, <laughs> Well, I'm wrong by 10 minutes. <laughs> Ryan, what do you want to talk about next? Um, well, I'm just going to briefly touch on some things that I watched this week. Um, touch on whatever you want to. All right. Bend over. Um, <laughs> uh, one thing uh, that I watched was an older movie called A Walk uh, Amongst the Tombstones. It's like a Liam Neeson movie. And basically, uh, Hopper from Stranger Things, him and some other guy are like, abducting these women and like killing them uh they're holding them for ransom but really i don't think the ransom really means anything to them um they just enjoy the kill and being like stupid it's weird to see hopper be like bad guy um but yeah liam neeson of course saves the day this is like another taken movie because it came out around that kind of time period uh that and another movie that he was in called run all night that Liam Neeson, so he has like his niche. Yeah. Um, so that was <laughs> okay. Um, I thought that was like I liked it, but at the same time, you know what you're getting. It's taken. So, um, and then another movie I watched, which just recently came out, that uh, has Adam Devine on it. It's Netflix's The Outlaws. Um, Pierce Brosnan's in it. Um, He's pretty much like the only other actor that I recognize. And there's the guy who plays Andrew from Big Mouth's dad. He does the voice of Adam Devine's dad, or he's Adam Devine's dad in this uh, movie. But anyway, um, so Adam is about to marry some girl, and her parents are going to come to their wedding, but he's never met them before because supposedly they've been out in some jungle. Well, they show up one day, and he... he um, hangs out with them or whatever, and they're just kind of like very... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Aggressive towards him, and he's like a bank manager. We'll come to find out they're bank robbers, and the conundrums unfold. Um, eventually, he finds out that they're bank robbers and stuff like that, and they have to figure out how to coexist and make things work. Um, the movie overall, it was like mid, 
maybe even a little below mid. I would say it was like a five. Sub mid. Yeah, it was just mid. You know what's a little below five, Ryan? What? Four. 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 (laughs) Uh, Maybe even four and a half. I would say that's probably a four and a half for me. I really (laughs) wanted to like the comedies, but sometimes they're just too stupid. But there's some stuff that is funny about it. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. Like some of the acting was just dreadful and the comedy was too like stupid. Maybe I'm just stupid and I just don't understand how comedy works anymore. I'm too old. Um, too so, old to know what's funny. Yeah, exactly. I, um, the reason I... There's no real reason to flag that for spoilers as well because if you've watched the preview for this movie, you know exactly how it's going to go because I also watched the, the trailer for it and I was like, yep, I feel like I know everything that's going to happen in that movie. <laughs> Every single plot point was covered. Yeah, yeah. So the parents get hang out with Adam, and he gets drunk. Apparently, they owe somebody some money. He oh, he's a bank manager, so obviously they rob that bank, and then he figures out it's them. Then you know, then they have to work together to pay off this person they owe the the parents owe the money to. And, you know, just things unfold. And then the cops get involved. Oh, yeah, it's got the guy from um, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the guy with the mohawk, uh, Michael Roker. He's in this movie, too. Mm -hmm. So it's got some, like, B-list actors, you know. It's all right. Yeah, it, <laughs> that's about what you could say for a, a Netflix original movie in 2023 most of them you're like yeah it's all right <laughs> it was it was a way to kill a friday night <laughs> yeah it didn't floor me but you know it wasn't like i didn't kind of enjoy it i don't know it was very weird it should um, just they should just have a category that's just called things that i could be on my phone for half of and not really miss anything <laughs> yeah you could just break that down to meh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine What's uh, the equivalent in movies to uh, what is that the the hip hop beats that we were talking about the lo-fi? Oh yeah, lo-fi hip hop beats to uh, to study to to chill to. <laughs> yeah, and then movies have that same effect. So, what movie would be like the one to do that? I don't know. <laughs> what movie is background noise? Essentially, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, that has a lot of yelling. I think that's like a comedy thing now is where people just yell. Yeah. Why write jokes or be funny when you can just be loud? Yeah. And <laughs> I could be loud. Go, I could be demonstrative. I'm a scary motherfucker. <laughs> is that an actual line from that movie? No, but it'd be hilarious if it was. Oh, I would have loved if it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's totally a line from that movie. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm going to go watch it now. Yeah, there you go. And then you're going to be deeply disappointed because I've lied to you. No, that Um, won't be why I'm deeply disappointed. (laughs) It's just the movie in general. Um, The other thing that I watched this week, um, or last week, was Disney's Haunted Mansion. Now, I've seen the first Haunted Mansion, and this is like a completely different thing. Um, So Eddie Murphy? Not in it. No, Eddie Murphy. No, in, in the Eddie Murphy one... He was like a real estate agent, him and his wife, and him and his his wife and his kids and him went to this house. 
and you know there was like a butler there and there's like ghosts in the house that you find out about and so that was not even a thing basically there's this guy who uh meets this girl and they this is how the movie starts off they meet and he's more of a science guy and she's more into like voodoo and it takes place in um new orleans so the, mm. there's like a, the city is kind of part of a character in its own um initially <laughs> once you get into the mansion then it's just kind of like now oh, we're in the mansion then um, the mansion is a character exactly i got um, you <laughs> yeah you see um so uh, this guy gets invited by Owen Wilson, who is a priest, and I use that in quotations because you find out later he's not a priest uh, in real life. Um, and <laughs> he's a criminal. Yeah, and the guy that Owen, the main character, I need to get his name real quick. His name is Ben, and Ben goes to the haunted mansion, and before he walks in, um because the, they've told him they'll pay him, obviously, and that's why he's going. Um, he shows up, and he's like, the lady's like, hey, I will tell you, you don't have to do this. I'll just give you the money you can go. And he's like, no, I'll come in and see what's going on. He has a camera that he's developed that can take pictures of ghosts, supposedly. So Ooh, but it's out of batteries. It's out of batteries. So whenever he tries to take pictures... Uh, it doesn't work, and he just makes sounds effects. Um, so, and it's this lady and her kid are living there, and um, basically, he leaves because he's like, "I got the money, couldn't see anything, so I'm out of here." Um, when he gets home, a ghost has followed him home, um, and basically is running out of his house. So he's forced to return, and that's what everybody's experience has been when they've gone into the house. The house kind of follows them; something haunts them. Um, mm. then so Owen Wilson find out has been living there for a while because they thought he was a priest um, and he walked into the house and he was haunted Tiffany Haddish comes in and she's like a, a voodoo woman um, and then uh, Danny DeVito gets into the house too because he has like some deeds to the house and the blueprint and stuff and Basically, they're trying to figure out why all these ghosts are still living in this house and what's going on. And basically, Jared Leto is like this horrible ghost. Oh, God. <laughs> but you don't really see Jared Leto at all. It's like they hide his face behind you know, prosthetics and stuff like that. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. But uh, you come to find out that the reason that he came to be is because... He, his parents used to live there and they kicked him out um, because he just sucked. And then he came back and started killing people. And, you know, once he got to like a thousand souls or a hundred souls, I forget how many, probably a thousand, um, then he could do something demonic. And the last soul is obviously come the next one to die. Um, and I don't know. It was just a really good time. Obviously, good prevails, and they win. Uh, movie gave me some like Hocus Pocus vibes, Jumanji vibes. Um, obviously, some original Haunted Mansion vibes. There's a lot of things that happened. I was like, this is a really good movie. I think it went on a little bit long, quite like me talking about it. Um, no? 
But I think like all the stuff that I enjoyed about the movie, I, I think the replay value is there. You don't really get that with a lot of movies. So this is definitely a movie me and my wife will watch again around Halloween. Um, so it's an evergreen for that part of it. Um, I, I don't know. I really loved it. I thought Owen Wilson was hilarious. He had like these stupid one-liners. Um, Tiffany Haddish, she was pretty funny. But I feel like she's been funnier in other things. Um, the main characters, I thought they felt real and stuff. Uh, the beginning of the movie felt kind of rushed because it seemed like we were trying to get into the mansion. Um, <laughs> gotta get to this mansion. <laughs> gotta get in there. And then once you got in there, it was like a good time. And I like, oh, Scooby-Doo was also another thing. They did the thing wherever they oh, run what? <laughs> from one room to the other room. And it's like far back. And then it's up close, you know, when they run across the hallway. Um, they did um, some of that. Um, so I thought there was a lot of things that I recognized that I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. And, you know, I've seen this elsewhere and I just felt really good about the movie. I, if I was still in the market to buy movies, like, you know, like I was like maybe 10 years ago, this would definitely be a movie I'd want to buy. Like as soon as it came out. I think this is a good one for the fam, the whole family. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And that was a little scary maybe for young kids because some of the monsters. Jared Leto's in it. Yeah, some of the monsters look scary, and it's just like uh, maybe a little much for some kids. Um, but I really, really, really enjoyed it. I will definitely be watching it. Hopefully, it comes out for Halloween. But I know critics have been blasting it and stuff like that. But I think it's a really good movie. Hey, sometimes listen. No one's asking this to be a masterpiece. You can enjoy, sometimes it's nice just to enjoy a movie that's just trying to be a movie for entertainment and not much more than that. And that's what it sounds like this is. Yeah, and it had like elements of other things that were like, it was like nostalgia. So yeah. you, they were like, oh, Scooby-Doo. Like everybody's seen that in Scooby-Doo. So it was just kind of fun. It was a good time. The question I would have is why did they put this out in July? What you, right? surely you would think you would try to put this out sometime in like September, October, <laughs> yeah, closer I to had, Halloween. I had that same discussion with my wife because um, I was like, "You definitely get out of there, and you're yeah, summertime Hot. heat, yeah." <laughs> and so you're expecting like fall or whatever because that's when the movie takes place. But my suspicion is maybe they find that maybe that movie may do better whenever it's released for anybody to watch. So maybe it's going to be released by October. So they wanted to get ahead of it. Maybe they thought it was going to be a big summer blockbuster. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember seeing hardly any advertising for it. And usually when you see something like that, it's because the studio doesn't really believe in it. So it, yeah, it, it's, that would be strange for Disney to remake something they just did like, you know, like 20 years ago and then not, it didn't seem like they put a ton of advertising behind it. So I don't, I don't know. It seems like, I don't know. I'll have to watch it for myself. I, I'm I'm sure we're going to take a, a dive in whenever it comes to Disney plus on October 1st. I'm sure. Yeah. I can't yeah. imagine it not, but um, um, one other thing I wanted to, to, to piggyback off of was that um, to continue with his, his trend of method acting, Jared Leto actually killed a thousand people to get ready to play in this movie. I wish that he only killed 999 and then <laughs> himself. 
but that gets people to push you around in a wheelchair. Watch us meet him one day. Well, that, that's destined to happen for us. We're listen gonna listen to this him. show. <laughs> no, he won't listen to this show, but then we'll have one eat. podcast he listens to. <laughs> God, I hate those fuckers. Then we meet him, and then we're like, hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, I love those movies. Oh, I loved uh, I loved Panic Room. I love your cornrows. I love 30 Seconds to Mars. I will never say that. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it, ironically. I, I love Haunted Mansion. <laughs> I can say that, but obviously he's not the reason. And his time in that movie is... I think he's more of a thought... And not like that hoe over there. More of like <laughs> talk about him just as much as he appears in the movie, I think. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, but yeah, I would say that I would give that movie definitely like an eight out of ten, maybe a seven and a half out of ten, just because I thought it ran like twenty minutes too long. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely um like we could say that about most of the movies we watched. Be like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> it could have we could have wrapped it up a little bit sooner, maybe. I don't know. Well, um, do you feel about the movie you saw? Well, I'm trying to think of what I want to cover first. Real quickly, I'll I'll talk about Red Red Dead Redemption because there's not um not too much I really have to say about it. Um I will say that um you know, $50 is too much for this. It's a 13-year-old game. And you'd have to be an absolute fucking moron to, with zero self-control to go out and pay that kind of money for it. So, I know. One um, yeah, I, uh, I I went out and bought it the other day. <laughs> Downloaded it on my Switch, and I do not regret it. <laughs> Never look back. It's too expensive for what it is to be to be clear, um, but I am enjoying it. Uh, it's a it's a great game, and it just immediately just snaps me back into that rhythm of the first time playing Red Dead Two because I've never never played this original one, um, and Red Dead Two is, I think, the best video game ever made. Period, um, and so to be able to go back and and see the origins of a lot of it is really really interesting because a lot of the Red Dead 2 does really well. It was pretty much there already, you know, in 2010 when they made this. So it's it's really cool to kind of see the origins um, of it. What were you about to say? Oh, I was going to echo that sentiment that I think I've heard uh, more than one person say that they thought that was like the best game ever made. It's, it is. <laughs> I, I really, I mean, there's an argument to be made for lots of different ones but you know just for the sheer amount of quality the writing just how gorgeous it is once you so, get through the first hour or two yeah because they're like you're in a snow level and you're just like trudging along but yeah it's 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 gorgeous so to go back and play the the first one and i got mine on the switch because basically the review i watched a few review videos and they were like yeah it you know it looks good on the PS5, but it's still locked at 30 frames a second. And I was like, well, that's kind of bullshit. There's, there's no reason why they couldn't make it run just a little bit smoother. But there's no real, like, 
tons of like visual enhancements. Like they didn't even like upres the map or anything like that. So it's a pretty it's a pretty bare bones effort, which is it's it's disappointing because the epilogue in the epilogue to Red Dead Two, the entire map for the first game is in it. So that entire landmass from the first game has already been recreated, which a lot of people were hoping they would just use that to remaster the first game, and they did not do that. They did, went the cheapest route possible, it seems like, uh, which is disappointing, and I think that's the reason why people are upset, because they didn't do a ton of anything to it, really, and they're charging $50 for it. I wonder so, if they kind of recoup money from that, even though it's a 13... Well, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe they're going make something off of it where they didn't before. I, I I don't know. It's 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 a weird one, and I think a lot of people will probably, if they haven't played it in a long time, will probably pick this up once it goes on sale. Um, I kind of wanted... I was just in the mood to ride around on a horse, my horse Friday, to go into town for three nights and uh, leave uh, on Friday as well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Friday's the name of the, the horse, yes. Um, you did there. I will say it does look a lot better playing on the uh, the OLED on the small screen. When you put it on the TV, you're like, yeah, this. <laughs> it's a lot more obvious that you're playing an older game. Um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't look nearly as good as Red Dead Two. The audio is a little bit kind of it, not mixed in quite the same way. It seems it's just a little. You know, <laughs> doesn't doesn't sound as good. Um, but so, you, sounds the like voice acting original game and just like threw it on there and they're like, here you go. Yep, I mean that. Yeah, here's that'll be fifty dollars, please. And I, <laughs> I was like, of course, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> I have so no self control. <laughs> um, but it is it is it is fun. That you know, there's not much use trying. I mean, if you played it, you played it. It also it doesn't there's uh there was online multiplayer they've cut that out of this version but it does come with the um undead nightmare DLC which is a whole separate um game basically. Oh, that <laughs> where, well, at least you get something out of it. Yeah, yeah, and which which is cool. I I do remember my my uh, roommate in college playing that, uh, which is the only experience I really had with this game before I decided to buy Red Dead 2 you know, eight years later. <laughs> um and so yeah, it's um it's it's definitely a it's a cool thing to have. I just I wish two things. Either if they had done this route, I wish it costs like twenty dollars. <laughs> and if it costs fifty dollars, I wish they had put a little bit more effort into it to make it look closer to Red Dead 2, especially given that they had already rebuilt you know, the entire map basically for the Red Dead 2 epilogue. I, I don't feel like it would have done as much effort to go back and redo some character models and stuff when you've already got, you know, the entire like landmass already there ready to waiting to go. But, you know, for whatever reason, they didn't do that. So, <laughs> well, but anyways, it's, it's, it's... go ahead. No, go, go ahead. I was going to say, I played Spyro and, uh, what was it? Um, Crash Bandicoot and um, 
Destroying All Humans in those games for remakes, and they like actually went back and redid the graphics and stuff, oh, added yeah. some things, and those games were less than fifty dollars. Same for um, Metroid Prime, which we uh, we talked about earlier this year, where they went and it's still the same game, but they replaced all of like the character models, redid the lighting, and you know made it look like a modern game, and it was like thirty bucks. So, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, <laughs> obviously that game sold a lot less than the original Red Dead Redemption. So, you know, you know, people are still still going to buy it. I obviously fucking did. <laughs> but God. it's uh, it still remains still remains a good and fun game, regardless of it being overpriced. And look at a little bit rougher 13 years later. It's still it's still fun and. It's nice to have, and it's especially nice to have uh, on the Switch, I think. Uh, I wouldn't want to only be tethered to the TV looking at this, <laughs> but being able to sit up and ride my horse around while I'm in bed. Pretty cool <laughs> Pretty cool feeling. I'm, I'm enjoying it, the little few hours I've played of it so far. <laughs> um, <laughs> and lastly, but uh, not leastly... Uh, I guess uh, I went to see Oppenheimer uh, on my bachelor weekend because my wife was at a bachelorette party in Florida. And so I, I watched, <laughs> I did the most uh, macho things I could think of was watching samurai movies one night and then going to see Oppenheimer the next night uh, by myself. I had company though. I will say I get to, I rock up to the movie theater. I've, I think it was a 6 p.m. 6 p.m. showing in High Point. I, you know, assigned seats, of course. And there's a guy who's brought a giant cowboy hat that's sitting in my seat. <laughs> Did you tell him move? Yes, I told him he had to move his hat so I could sit down. <laughs> Did he give you a hard time? No, he was like, oh, sorry, sorry. This, But that's not really what happened. I walked in there. I got really fucking annoyed and went and took a really long piss and then thought about what I was going to say before I walked back in there <laughs> and then told him he had, I was sitting in C1 and he had to move his hat. <laughs> pissed off. I'm going to take a long tinkle. I'm going to have to take a long piss and think about this. <laughs> How dare he? Uh, <laughs> but that and I was really fucking annoyed because it was like almost the entire it was kind of like when we went to see Venom where the entire row was like empty <laughs> except for those two people. people making out. Yeah, except these were like two 60 year olds who were also making it. I'm just kidding. Um they were fingering each other. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> something about Nolan movies really gets them going. Um they didn't. Nobody got fingered in the theater that I know of. Um, and I, I'll talk about the movie at some point. This figuring aside, uh, this movie is a fucking masterpiece. It's probably it's the best movie I've seen all year. Maybe one of the best I've ever seen. Like it, and seeing it in a the seeing it in a theater is unquestionably probably the best way to to appreciate it it's nice to see nolan do something where 
A, you can hear the characters speak in this movie, which you couldn't intend it. Um, I, I like his action movies, but I feel like he was going too hard in that direction. And his more his period pieces, stuff like um, stuff like the prestige and just more like drama focused stuff is better. I feel like, and uh, those, that's always been where he's shined the most. That's why I like interstellar more than, um, you know, tenant. That's why, you know, the, the quiet moments and, and where characters are trying to stop a fucking menace in like dark night is more impressive than, you know, crazy stuff where people are running upside down in um, Inception. That's always the kind of stuff that I've I've enjoyed about Nolan movies. So this is, you know, it's a historical period piece. It has an incredible cast. Killian Murphy in this is just the perfect person that I could I couldn't imagine anyone else inhabiting this role and doing like a, a better job at it. He's he's so good at selling it. Um, another big standout i'd say is robert downey jr nice to see him do something he doesn't do a lot of like drama stuff he's was in you know marvel movies um the only other drama thing that i can remember in the from the last 10 or so years was zodiac i don't know if you've seen that but he's fine in it <laughs> um he's really he's really good in this um uh emily blunt uh is oppenheimer's uh plays Oppenheimer's wife in this and um uh Florence Pugh is his his miss ex-girlfriend slash mistress in this uh, and I have to say that the sex scene that everyone was talking about was a lot weirder than <laughs> you'd probably picture it because <laughs> it's actually yeah. a flashback during each other no that was just the old couple in the theater beside me I think I haven't actually watched this movie now that I think about it. I think I was just watching them the whole time. <laughs> Edibles and I forgot to pay attention for- to the movie. I forgot to go. I actually went to see Haunted Mansion. <laughs> I just... I'm staring at my wall. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but it's... I don't know. It's it's kind of a... It's a hard one. I, I wish you had seen it because it's a hard one to kind of talk about by myself because I don't give anything away they make the bomb spoiler alert uh they were (laughs) it it worked um but uh it it was really the way that they kind of you know tell his story typical nolan style it's not told in order there's (laughs) we start in the present and there's lots of flashbacks you know some of it's in black and white i don't really know why he plays around with aspect ratios and stuff a little bit but um it's the it's not confused it's not you know that confusing there's basically three different timelines that are going on and it's an interesting way of like telling the story without it just being unnecessary you know you, you know that there are um so basically the timeline that's in black and white is where robert downey jr his character is a senator that's trying to get a um a position in Dwight Eisenhower's cabinet. Um, And he has history with Oppenheimer where about five or so years before he asked him to head up this um, science uh, committee. And basically Oppenheimer kind of publicly embarrassed him 
and we find out that he is basically trying to ruin his career. The second timeline is a flashback from like not very long before these this like Senate hearing or whatever where Oppenheimer's like being grilled about his past and a huge part of this movie is his involvement with the Communist Party and a lot of prominent people around him so Florence Pugh his ex-girlfriend and mistress was a member of the Communist Party um his brother was a member of the Communist Party he had a close friend who was also um a member of the Communist Party and I don't think he ever was but it was difficult for him to get a security clearance to get involved with this and that's where Matt Damon's character comes in cuz he's a general who is really pushing to get him involved and to head up, you know, basically this entire project where he tells him, you know, I've got, you know, some family land that we own out in New Mexico that would be perfect to bring a, you know, a group of scientists. We'll build like a little town where these people are going to live for like the next two years. And all of them are working on, you know, basically building the first atomic bomb. Right. Um, and you know there's a and so the third timeline is the one that's furthest away from the present and it's basically just oppenheimer talking about his um you know when he when he was younger when he was in college um <laughs> so that's like further in the future further in the past oh in the past okay yeah yeah and you see him in college you see him like you know after college you know when he goes to become a professor and then you know him very quickly you know it kind of jumps through a lot of that stuff like very quickly into where they're you know basically getting the team together going out to mexico like doing you know all the experiments and stuff and getting it ready um you have heard the the line from the, I think it's the, <laughs> bear with me here because you're, you're not going to know what I'm talking about for a second here. The Everything basically Lion King. Yes. Yes. That he says that while he's having sex with Florence Pugh. And I'm like, that's not accurate. <laughs> How is this possible? After apparently after he, you know, watches the test or whatever, he says a line from the Bhagavad Gita which is a, a Hindu text basically where they're talking about basically the gods about to blow up the earth. Cause they have, you know, the equivalent of like nuclear weapons. And one of them says, you know, now I'm become death destroyer of worlds. And that's a famous quote from him that he says, you know, years and years later. And apparently that's something that he says that he said to himself after they do the first test and it's successful and he's looking at the mushroom cloud and he's questioning whether they should have really done this because it has the potential to destroy the entire world. But the first time in this movie, when they do it, him and Florence Pugh are about to do it. They're about to be getting it on Ryan and she's, you know, she's naked and she's going through his bookshelf and she picks out, you know, this, um, this Hindu book and it's written in Sanskrit and she's like, <laughs> they're like actually having sex. And she's like, read this. <laughs> and he reads the line from the page. Sex? Yes. And he's like, now I've become deaf to destroy your worlds. And it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in a movie. It's t- 
<laughs> the most awkward sex scene I've ever seen in my life. And it's one of the worst ways I've seen a quote shoehorn into a movie. And it just really reminds you that is Nolan makes some great movies, but his the way that he's not good with interpersonal relationships really and this and having something like that in there just really hammers that fact home <laughs> it's so stupid and awkward i feel like you've said that before about him but yeah if someone's reading a book while you're banging it out then you're not really doing a great job and i wonder if that's ever happened to christopher nolan well i maybe he it's stuff that he wished would happen but it it's a lot of his characters, they're real smart and intellectual types, and so they don't relate to each other in ways that normal people would. And I guess that's just his way of showing how, you know, smart or unique they are. But god damn it, this was it was that was a bad scene in an otherwise, you know, terrific movie. I loved the rest of it, but that was fucking weird and bad. Yeah, I I think I would just walk out of the room if somebody did that to me. <laughs> well, I couldn't. Everybody was fingering each other in the theater beside me, and it made me... You have to really I'd... watch where you step. Oh, I had to. Co- I would have had to cover myself big time if I had to get out of there. I don't want to catch any stray fingers, if you know what I'm talking about. Friggin' Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. The... Um, the actual scene uh, where they test the bomb made me jump a little bit in my seat because it's really fucking loud. <laughs> yeah. Is it unexpected or do they count it down? There's a huge countdown. Like there's a whole like 20 minutes leading up to it where they're like, we had, cause they, they're on some t- kind of timeline where by the time they're testing it, it's, I think July, I think it's in July. So the other part of that was that Oppenheimer is Jewish. And one of the big motivations for him was he doesn't want the Nazis to be able to build one of these first. And that was his justification for, you know, doing this whole project, getting a lot of these people recruited. But after but Germany has surrendered in May. So Japan is the only one still fighting and his enthusiasm for kind of making this and turning it over to the US government for whatever they are going to do with it drop it on Japan twice um, is you know he's already having some serious doubts by the time they actually like test this also there's an interesting part in this where he's talking to uh, Albert Einstein he's basically theoretically they're not sure what's going to happen and there's and there was an outside chance that when they detonated one of these that it was going to create an uncontrolled uh reaction and basically burn up the entire atmosphere they didn't know for sure that that wasn't going to happen yeah let's just set it off (laughs) um but with the 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 actual, but anyways, like I was saying, they do it in July. There's a big thunderstorm, and they, there's some kind of deadline where they have to. The general has to call the president to know whether it's a success or not because they are getting ready to basically invade Japan. If this does, if the bomb doesn't work, they're going to have to prepare to basically invade Japan on foot. Um, and you know that was. Would have been catastrophic, but also, you know, dropping two atomic bombs on them was also pretty 
catastrophic. Um, but it's a, it's a beautiful movie. Um, the way that they illustrate, you know, again, he's such a smart guy. So the, the way that they illustrate the way that his head is moving or the, what's going on inside of his head where he's picturing all these, you know, small atomic particles, you know, fluttering around and stuff is really, really well done and impressive. And they actually detonated a giant bomb in the desert and it's not CGI. It's a real bomb. They set off. It's not an atomic bomb, obviously, but it's big. It's a big explosion and it's, really fucking impressive to to watch and it's something that you just felt in the theater <laughs> like you just feel it like you got punched in the chest it was it was a really you cool rich if you can make your own bomb for a movie you if anyone can do it he certainly can but it was that was a really cool experience like honestly um but it's uh it's it's definitely it's definitely an Nolan movie, but I think it's one of his better ones, which is good because the last couple I've not really been a huge fan of. So I, it's good to see him do something not as action focused. And this is his first, you know, like biopic. And it, it it's a really good one. I, I would recommend it to. I'd recommend it to anyone. It's long. It doesn't feel like it necessarily. I will say that the last half hour or so because you think the movie has ended but then it keeps going for like another half hour <laughs> um so that was when it felt like it was starting to drag a little bit but i still i enjoyed all of it i don't think it's going to be something i'm going to watch over and over and over again but it's it's definitely a good one i'd, I'd big recommend for me for sure but you'll watch it again i'll watch it again i don't think i'm going to watch it you know, as many times as I've watched like the Dark Knight or Inception or, you know, ones like that, but it'll it'll get multiple plays from me. Probably nice. not ten, but I don't know. <laughs> maybe nine, maybe eight, yeah. maybe eleven. <laughs> maybe. Who's to say? It's um, almost but working week of your life dedicated to that movie. Maybe. Um, but anyways, great movie, very well made. Great cast. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, if you do get a chance to see it in the theater, I would recommend doing it just for that one that one scene alone. And of course, I'm talking about the sex scene. That's the one yes. you're going to want to see. It's what everybody's <laughs> coming here to see. Uh -huh. They'll sit three hours through a movie just to see two people bump uglies when they could just <laughs> do it on the internet. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I paid $12 yeah. plus five for a slushy to watch this. <laughs> Yeah, what was your uh, choice of foods when you went there? Did you eat anything? I did a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles green apple slushy, <laughs> <laughs> sitting there with my fucking bright green slushy, watching Oppen a three-hour Oppenheimer. Did not Same. pee the entire time. <laughs> well, yeah, because you drank all your slushy and put it in the pissed in the cup. Yeah, put it back in there. No <laughs> one could tell the difference. It was not even the horn, not even the horny elderly behind beside me. <laughs> Probably were too going at it to even notice. Did it sound like someone was making macaroni in there? In the theater? Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna level with you. I don't know where you're going with this riff. Have you ever heard of that? No. Like they say, like sounds like macaroni, like whenever. Things are put into wet spots. It's like, oh, you mean like 
that sound like like that yeah like I, I don't know what kind of sex you're having but <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't, I can't answer that yeah. I can't answer that <laughs> Clit Harrington <laughs> Hey That's titty fuck <laughs> uh, But yeah that's that's all I've got on Oppenheimer um, Go watch it It's a, it's, it's a good one for sure Well yeah Probably a 9 and a half out of 10 for me <laughs> I know that I will get around to it But I feel like it's one of those movies I'll have to watch whenever it comes out on like TV or you know when I can stream it from home, just because of the time length. Yeah, definitely there. one you want to watch with a bunch of commercial breaks. <laughs> well, then it'll probably like four or five hours. Oh yeah, buddy. <laughs> Good times. Uh, anything else you want to add uh, for this week, Ryan? No, I don't have anything else. I don't believe. All right. Well, guys, thank you, uh, thank you all for listening, uh, and that's all from us. As we say, uh, what? How do we end this? As we say at the end of this <laughs> and uh, every episode of Almost Accurate. Yeah, you got it. Nighty night, bitches. Until the next time, folks. <laughs>